A successful retirement plan begins with assembling the right set of tools. Finding the proper ones for the job will allow you to drill down on your goals and nail down your future. Scott Searles, certified wealth strategist and owner of Skybox Financial Group, constructs retirement plans for clients every day and will share that knowledge and insight with you. It's time to open the retirement toolbox and get to work. Hey, welcome to another edition of the Retirement Toolbox with Scott Searles. I'm Walter Storholtz, and we've got a great show on the way today. We're going to be talking about some of the retirement expenses for which you probably forgot to plan. And so we're going to right the ship today, make sure that you're addressing some of these unseen areas of retirement and financial planning. And we'll do it all with Scott, who is the president of Skybox Financial Group, serving you in the greater Cleveland area and beyond. And if you've got questions, want to find out more information, you can always go online to Skybox Financial Group. Dot com. Scott, good to be with you this week. What's up in your side of the world? Well, hey, Walter. I, um, you know, it's baseball season. I love the spring. Right. Great time of the year. Pitching clock now in effect. What do you, th- what do you think? You know, I really haven't seen it. it. I don't know if it's affected the game that much. Okay. I mean, from what I've watched, I mean, yeah, maybe they're moving a little quicker, but. You know, well, that maybe, would be exactly what they want, right? Like the, he, the data shows that it speeds the game up by like 20 some minutes. But if you're saying, I'm not really noticing it. Then I that's don't know if I notice it that thing. much. I, I think yeah. a lot of the pitchers simply, you know, were that might fit into their time frame a little bit. I think, you know, maybe some of them feel a little bit rushed and that's something they'll just get used to. But, uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll have to see. You know, I like the idea that, you know, the no shift on is, is kind of neat. I like that. Create some more hits. And, you know, and I just like baseball. I know you're – I'm not much of a baseball guy. Just just lost interest. It used to be big time when I was a kid and just sort of lost interest over the years. I feel like if they'd made some of these changes sooner, it may have kept me more hooked. But now I feel so disconnected from it in many ways. But I'm glad that you're excited about the season. That's And I, I think our Guardians, uh, you know, might have a possibility of a pretty decent year this year. Fight, made fight, some good changes. chance this year. That's all you can ask for, right? Yeah, that's right. Very good. Well, I'm sure we'll be getting some uh, some go tribe at the or no go uh, go guardians. That's right. Oh yeah, of, you can't do that anymore. At the end of each show, we'll get some go guardians, <laughs> and uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll see how that uh, transpires throughout the year. Absolutely. Well, let's dive into today's topic. Not only are we going to talk about retirement expenses, by the way, but uh, a little bit later on, we're going to have a question from Lee. So stay tuned for that. Lee's wondering about Social Security and spousal benefits and some things like that. So we'll Mm -hmm. uh, address that topic as well coming up on today's show. But uh, as you're preparing for retirement, you might feel, even if you've done a little bit of planning and you've been a good investor and saver over the years, you might feel like you've covered everything, including all these maybe expenses that you need to worry about. But Mm -hmm. we would encourage you to pause, think again, because it turns out that many people do overlook some crucial expenses that could leave you financially vulnerable. So on today's episode, we're going to cover some of those most popular expenses that we find people forget all the time. So you're not alone if you have forgotten one of these things. So get ready for it. And uh, let's dive in here, Scott. First on our list, Medical expenses. Now, someone's probably saying, well, I I made sure to plan the fact that I'm going to need medical help in retirement. I haven't overlooked it there. Where do you see people overlooking things in this category? Well, I mean, it's the out-of-pocket expenses, you know, your your deductibles and and things like that, and your dental expenses all the time. You know, you you get some dental work done, you got to get a teeth pulled, 
you know, that's not covered by Medicare. So that's coming out of your pocket. And you know, a lot of these for all of the different topics we're going to talk about here for, for, you know, things that people forget about is that a lot of your basic retirement planning software, things you find online, don't take these things into account. And like, for instance, when we do uh, one of our worry-free retirement blueprints for our clients, we calculate medical expenses separately because the other issue is medical expenses have a tendency to go up quicker than inflation in retirement. So there, so I want to accelerate them on a different scale so that when you're, if you retired 65, when you're 80, that we've already accounted for some of these unforeseen, you know, medical expenses are going to come up, but most people are going to underestimate medical expenses for sure. Yeah, that seems like definitely a big category where you could have some problems and some issues if you're not kind of just really getting into the nitty and gritty. We can ballpark some figures on a lot of things, but um, you know, if you end up being off by fifty or $100,000 in that ballparking, that's when it can become a big problem. Absolutely. I mean, that's going to that's gonna change your retirement projections, might re- change your income. And when you're in retirement, you know, you're mostly on a f- fixed budget. You figure out how much you're going to need every month. Then if there's unexpected things that pop up, you're pulling them out of maybe some of your retirement accounts. Who knows? The markets could be down. So you're pulling them out of your market, the retirement accounts when the markets are down, which doesn't give you any opportunity to make your money back up. So yeah, it's uh, it's definitely something people overlook, but you need to be careful and plan for it. Let's talk about the next category, Scott, and that would be unexpected travel. A lot of people have plans to travel in retirement, but often overlooking some of the unexpected travel that pops up. Yeah, I mean you've got you've got things like funerals. You know, maybe you have a relative, you had a funeral, you got to go drive to, and and. You know, nowadays the big fad is all these destination weddings. So your, your granddaughter could get, you know, married in the Bahamas or something and you want to go, you know, as, as well as, you know, just visiting people. People get sick. Maybe you want to go visit somebody. So then unexpected travel pops up a lot uh, for people and a lot more than, you know, when you're planning for retirement and you're not working with a professional, these are things you're not necessarily going to think of. But somebody that's been doing this, you know, for almost 30 years like I have, you know, we, we, we've seen it before. We know these things pop up. Yeah. Do you see some, uh, some, some unexpected travel pop up more than others? Like, is it, uh, is it family members or is it just really somebody's lifestyle and retirement ends up being a little bit different than they maybe anticipated? Yeah, I, I mean, I would say probably the two biggest things I see are, are are the funerals, the first thing I mentioned, because, you know, somebody gets sick. or And the other thing is that uh, the second biggest thing are when your children have grandchildren, sometimes their jobs are taking them to different states. So, hey, you, you may be in retirement and your children are here and your grandchildren are here, then the jobs move them somewhere else. And now all of a sudden you find yourself going from Cleveland to, you know, Waco, Texas, because, you know, you've got a, you know, your, your kids moved there and you want to see your grandkids. So those are things that pops up a lot, actually, um, that the kids move and you want to go visit. You want to see the grandkids. Connie and I were just talking the other day about how many of our uh, of our friends have parents who have moved to be closer to them or or closer to be to their parents, um, mm-hmm. you know, vice versa. It certainly is a we were like, man, almost everyone we know, it seems like all of our close friends have had some sort of uh, some sort of situation where the parents moved across the country. 
sometimes not just the parents, but even like brothers, sisters, the whole family will move yeah. to a new state to be near the first person that decided to head out. And then we've even seen other situations where that happens. And then that one who sparked all the moving, then they leave again anyway. But then the rest of the family's like, okay, well, we already did the whole moving thing once. We'll stay put now. But definitely way more popular than I originally thought. We're seeing mm-hmm. more and more stories of families kind of following each other around all over the country. And I imagine post-pandemic, that's just going to be even more feasible and popular for folks to do well because when when not only when the parents get older if the kids aren't near but by depending on how many kids they have i mean you know they're going to need help they're going to get older so it all just kind of makes sense and falls in line and it might not be anything you plan for it's a great point. So we've got medical expenses that are unexpected, travel that's unexpected, and you just started touching on it with the uh, you know the parents or the children. We've heard the term sandwich generation, of course, those who are kind of taking care of one or both uh, generations above or below them. And a lot of the times, this is an unexpected expense in retirement when you need to provide some child assistance longer than you initially anticipated, or to the parents as well, maybe having what them move back in with you. You, assisting with maybe their expenses in retirement, this can be a really difficult uh, water to navigate through. Yeah, it, you know, I was just talking to a client the other day about it because they've got their grown adult daughter who, you know, hasn't gone to, uh, you know, doesn't necessarily have a, a job that's providing health insurance. So she's still on nurse till she gets to 26. So even stuff like that is an, is an added expense that, you know, gets added on beyond just simply the financial, you know, help maybe buying a house or things are a little tight or someone loses a job and, and you step in and you help out. Um, and then the parents, like I was touching on before, I mean, that's a biggie. I mean, your your parents are going to move. They're going to need help. Maybe you're going to, you know, have to provide some financial assistance, pay for a few things for them. Um, just more added expenses. Well, it's important, I think, to remember all of this and uh, to be prepared for the unexpected. I know how difficult that can be, uh, but it's important to just try to at least have some of these things on your radar, if nothing else. And you can probably see those things maybe coming from a little bit further away than some of the other items on this list, like an unexpected death in the family that requires a big trip and travel. You know, if you kind of have this sense that you're going to have a parent or a child who needs some assistance, maybe you do see that a little bit further advanced. But I don't know, maybe not. Maybe you've got a parent who's perfectly healthy, and then all of a sudden they have uh, they have a sudden issue that pops up, and now it changes the entire dynamic. So it can still come out of left field. Now, this next one I felt odd about having on the list, being an unexpected expense in retirement. What about taxes? It seems like taxes are, are kind of something we can see coming, Scott. So why would this be an unexpected expense? Well, it's unexpected because people usually don't, take into account enough taxes because the reality is taxes are going to be your single biggest expense in retirement. And what people don't realize is that, you know, first of all, you save all your money in your 401k plan and you're, you know, you roll it over to an IRA when you retire, you start taking distributions out of there to help fund your lifestyle and then tax rates go up. Now you got to take out even more. And, you know, we've talked about this a lot on this podcast previously is I'm a big fan. I think tax rates are going up in the future. They're certainly not going down. We're historically low tax rates, record debt levels, and the government just doesn't know where the slowdown button is. They just keep spending and spending and spending. So I think they're going to go up. 
Then you also need to take into account the fact that when you get to age 73 and you have to start taking those required minimum distributions, even if you didn't need to use your retirement accounts, you're now going to be forced to take roughly around 4% of them out, which is going to get added to your taxable income, which is going to probably most likely make your Social Security more taxable if it's not taxable already. So taxes are going to go up just simply from the fact that you're getting older, even if tax rates stay the same. So you need to plan for that. And a lot of people overlook it or a lot of people assume tax rates are going to be lower. And that'll be a big mistake that'll end up costing them. All right. This next item on the list, Scott, is maintenance and repair. Kind of interesting. My parents are retiring later this year, and they're looking for houses as we speak right now. Uh, they're, they're moving to Maine, and so they're kind of doing the house mm-hmm. search uh, long distance. And uh, But it's kind of neat to see what houses they're looking at. And this is a huge piece of their moving puzzle. You know, dad's like, hey, I loved living in fixer-uppers through my whole life, and I don't mind doing a small project here and there, but I mm-hmm. don't want to have to worry about replacing a roof for a long time. I don't want to worry about old HVAC systems, and I definitely don't want to work on a house that's from the early 1900s that's got all sorts of weird wiring and things like that, and just yeah. I just don't want to be in that position. And so it's really influencing, as they look at different homes, what that maintenance and repair um, you know, burden is going to be, not only from just a not wanting to do it standpoint, but financially as well. Well, yeah. And, you know, not only there, you know, there's sometimes things, obviously there's things, you know, you like, oh man, my furnace is getting old. I think, you know, it's going to have to be replaced soon. But I just had a conversation yesterday. I got an email from a client and I gave her a call. Uh, she's down in Florida. Her insurance company is pulling out of Florida. Her property homeowners insurance company is pulling out of Florida. And in order to get new insurance, they won't insure a roof that's any older than 15 years old. So now she has to come up with the money to be able to get that roof put on her house. You know, it's a $20,000 unexpected expense that, okay, your roof's 16 years old. You think you maybe have 10 more years on that roof. Then something like that happens and that pops up and you're like, oh, I got to come up with 20 grand, 25 grand to get a roof on my house. So yes, things break. You know, some of my clients, when they get into retirement too, they choose to, you know, move into uh, a condo and, you know, they reduce some of their outside maintenance work. They still have stuff, you know, inside because they own it. But yeah, I mean, it's definitely an added expense that people underestimate and you need to make sure you've got that safety net money. I call it the roof blows off your house money that you can rely back on to get these things taken care of and fixed. Well, that is uh, that's a really big one, I think, because it's just easy to overlook all of that if you're not careful. Uh, as you mentioned, it's hard to be as nimble in retirement, so got to be careful of these big ticket items. That any one of these categories may not be enough to sink a retirement, but if we overlook elements in every single one of the things we've talked about today, you can start to see where that really adds and piles up. Absolutely. Last but not least, uh, let's talk about it. The elephant in the room is inflation, of course. And uh, yeah, no, nobody, I mean, we knew inflation after being not talked about much for many years, eventually was going to come back into the, into the conversation and the equation. You've been planning for it all along, it seems, Scott, but yeah. now all of a sudden it's in front of our faces and people do feel blindsided by a little bit. So this can be unexpected in retirement, but probably more so from just, uh, you know, people losing sight of it. 
Well, you know, the thing is, obviously, in the past couple of years, inflation has been in the news. It's front and center. We've got high inflation. You know, we were up as high as nine. We've come down in the six range. And, you know, inflation for has always been there. You know, maybe it was two, three percent. It was very low. But I always tell people when we start to work on their plan, I say, just think of 20, 25 years ago, how much cars cost, houses cost how much you know you're spending in groceries and all these types of things and you think back and you're like man you know things have gone up a lot and then you fast forward that so if you're 65 retiring 20 years from now you're 85 in assuming that you know even that low 2 3% rate you look at how much things might be in that 20 25 years from the future and it's going to be expensive and that's not even counting the higher inflation rate that we're having right now, which you know is not going to be permanent by any means, but it definitely is accelerating uh, those costs in retirement. So people have either underestimated it or didn't count on it at all. And you know, Social Security, you know, they had a nice big increase beginning of the year, but usually they're pretty modest increases. Sometimes they don't even have inflation-adjusted increases, and if you've got a pension, you 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 know some of them don't have cost of living increases. You know people sometimes with annuities they get income guarantees on their annuities. Most likely that doesn't have an increase. So you need to plan for it and know that indeed you know the the costs are going to go up and you need to grow your investments and be able to provide more income later on down the road. Well, there you have it, a pretty comprehensive list of many of the things that people often overlook when it comes to expenses in retirement. And if you forgot to plan for any of these as you were putting together your financial future, well, let that be a bit of a warning that might be time to go back through things with a a comb, a fine comb, and make sure that you are picking out all of these things that often go unfounded until it's too late. Uh, And that all happens with the proper planning process. That's something Scott can certainly help you out with. And if you'd like to set yourself up for a tax-free retirement and a worry-free retirement and learn how to accomplish those goals and more, schedule a free consultation with Scott at talktoscott.com. That's talktoscott.com, or you can uh, find the link in the description of today's show. That'll take you there as well. Get a comprehensive financial plan in place and a review of where you are right now and what changes need to happen to get you to your goals in retirement in the future. Again, talktoscott.com or call 888-742-0111. Don't go anywhere. Still more to come on today's show. We're going to get to know Scott a little bit better coming up next. And we've still got a question from Lee, and we're going to be talking about Social Security and spousal benefits and more on the way. Stay tuned. It's getting to know you time. Well, a little sidestep from the financial talk today for our fun question of the episode, getting to know Scott a little bit better. And uh, here's kind of a fun hypothetical for you, Scott. Would you rather have a personal maid or a personal chef? You can only choose one. Well, that's a good one. You know, I think I would go with the personal chef. Because I would feel if I oh, came you home. surprised me. Okay. Yeah, I would feel if I came home from work and I'm sitting down or on the weekends, I'm sitting down and there's somebody there cleaning, taking care, picking up after me. I would feel lazy. I mean, I like to do stuff. I always like to stay busy. So, yeah, I wouldn't mind cleaning the house and, and doing those types of things. But the cooking, and I can cook and I do a good job. My wife's much better than me. But still, 
you know, the personal chef, you could have healthy meals prepared for you. If you're busy, you're running around. I know in our case, we'll have lacrosse games and stuff like that. We can have it made and not have to eat that unhealthy food when you go and eat out. So yeah, that's I, think, true. I, would, I think I'd go with the personal chef. The personal chef is attractive for the healthy eating, I would say. Like if you had somebody mm -hmm. always preparing you healthy food, that would definitely be a really good use of having that personal chef, I would say. That'd be pretty sweet. Yeah, because when you're in a hurry, you eat crappy stuff. Something right. You eat, yeah, right. Something that, that's quick and easy. You're like, ah, I'm going to make some spaghetti. You boil some noodles, get some can of sauce, throw it on there. You know, it's full of sugar, salt, and you know, sure. all sorts of stuff, right? But you could have, you had a personal chef and you had spaghetti. He would make his sauce from scratch with good, you know, good ingredients, good stuff, and it would be healthier. Or they could make a good chicken stir fry that would take a little longer to make. And that you just wouldn't have time for. Yeah, it's a good point all across the board there. Although, really, this question is not what would you prefer. It is what your wife would prefer. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> <laughs> so you said she's a good a good cook. She, she, she may go with the maid. She may go with the maid. I'm, I'm going to yes. guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think you're right. I think, I think I'd go with the maid. I, it's like, which task? I'd like cooking. You know, there may be times where I'd prefer not to do it, but I'd, I'd, you know, I still enjoy it. I don't know if I ever enjoy cleaning, right? Like that's <laughs> right. Yeah. I get it. I get <laughs> Never it. Something you want to do. Well, fun to dream about that. Uh, all right. That's getting to know Scott a little bit better on today's show. Now let's get serious and answer Lee's question. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. All right, Lee says, I don't understand the Social Security spousal benefit. My wife worked about five years before we had kids and hasn't worked since. But she at least has a benefit of her own on uh, to some amount. What will she be entitled to? You know what, Lee, that is a fantastic question, and I'll let you know you are certainly not alone. Most people that come into the office aren't necessarily aware of the spousal benefits that are available through Social Security. And basically, it works like this. You know, let's just say that, for instance, your wife, who worked throughout you know, the years, had $500 coming to her monthly from Social Security. But you, on the other hand, you had $3,000 a month coming to you from Social Security. Once you file for your Social Security and you are claiming your Social Security, she can then have her benefit increase to half of yours. So for instance, so she would, instead of 500, get 1500. So it could work in a scenario like this where your, your wife you know, starts claiming Social Security, she's claiming her $500, then you file, she would get a spousal adjustment for that extra $1,000 and her check would then jump to 1500 So that's how the spousal benefit works in Social Security and a lot of people aren't even aware that exists. And I wonder how many people, you know, don't plan for that because they don't know it's there. So that's a great question, Lee. I get that a lot. Yeah. Uh, spousal benefit is just one element of that Social Security conversation. And lots of other questions certainly come in around that topic for sure. So if you've got questions about Social Security, spousal benefits, maybe your own pension or anything else related to retirement and financial planning, don't hesitate to reach out to Scott Searles and the team at Skybox Financial Group. Again, the best way to do that is to go to talktoscott.com and schedule your free consultation. TalkToScott.com. You can book right from your smartphone or computer, or you can call 888-742-0111. 
And you can always find the contact information in the description or show notes of today's program. Well, Scott, thank you so much. Appreciate the conversation today. And uh, we'll do it again uh, in a couple of weeks. It's always a blast, Walter. We have a good time with you as well, my friend. We'll see everybody next time right back here on the Retirement Toolbox. Go Guardians. Investment advisory services provided by Skybox Asset Management, LLC.